Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tiernan. What it do? What it do is the Flyers suck. Mm, indeed. Can't get anything going. The Islanders are killing them, and <laughs> just like my soul, uh, they're being whisked away into hockey hell. <laughs> yeah, man, it's not looking good right now for the Flyboys. Yeah. Sixers don't have a coach. Yeah, that's still a thing. Yeah. Losing on Brett Brown anymore, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was probably the only good thing that happened. Yeah. I mean, the front office is still there. Yeah. Even though they said they were going to make, um... Mm. What what was their exact terminology? Uh, they were going to take a look at the... Uh, make serious considerations yeah, that, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that was, um, I guess not. Probably more false promises. Yeah, just, just like the entire organization has promised me happiness since uh, the process started. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they said, you go through the passion to get through to the promised land, but we've yet to hit the promised land. Yeah. Um, yeah. Joel Embiid. Yeah. Saying that his future's in jeopardy with the team. That that was stupid. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to get traded, so. Yep. I think you got two years left on that bad boy. So, on to other news: Eagles are dropping like flies. What else is new? Andre Dillard out for season, Gone. torn bicep. Yep. Jalen Rager out three to four weeks, torn tendon in his shoulder. Partially torn tendon in his shoulder. Even better, because that means it'll come back. Yeah. Jeffrey still not ready. Uh, Carson Wentz hurt. Should be ready for week one though. Sanders as well. And we already knew about Brandon Brooks being out for the year. So there's two of your starters on the offensive line done for the year. Oh, also, you can't you can't forget about Jason Peters' contract dispute. Oh yeah, and now he wants a new contract now that he wants he's gonna play left tackle. Which they might not they might not even play him at left tackle, so who knows? We'll either see Peters at left tackle or someone else at left tackle. Who knows? But yeah, it's a... Uh, same stuff, just a different day with the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, in our podcast, we have an interview with Keith Walsh from the Branded Sports and Ginger Thread Podcast to talk some flyers. Um, pretty good conversation, so we get a pretty nice series recap and what's really going right and um, what what's what what has happened. Yeah, uh, that energy that they had previously is just obviously diminished, and there's no real answer for it. Um. But getting into it, support for the Bandwagon Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. You know, I have cut myself, specifically my balls, Mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah, man, people get nicked down there. When you're a teenager and you don't know what's really going on (laughs) and, uh, you think you know it all. You just take the razor to it. You don't even try to soap it up at all. And mm. you're just like, oh, I'm bleeding. And <laughs> yeah. this hurts. And then uh, they rub against your leg and it's even more painful. And, you know, sweat just gets in there and it burns. Yeah, that, that's life. But, it's not a good situation. But to prevent that, Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0. 
Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. And when I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. And one of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show that mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by a USB. And if you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Again, that's get 20% off and free shipping with code PHL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code PHL. Do it. Do the Rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Philly sports experience. All right, let's get in the huddle and talk some birds, baby. Birds. Everything sucks. Yeah. Carson Wentz is hurt again. Mm. Miles Sanders hurt again. Mm. Jalen Rager hurt. Well, Wentz and Sanders should be ready for week one. Rager won't be. Uh, Dillard down for the year. And we already knew Brandon Brooks was out for the year. Uh, Javon Hargrave should be ready for week one. Derek Barnett should be ready for week one. So, uh, yeah. Alshon Jeffrey most likely won't be ready for week one. So we will be without two receivers week one. But we still got Deshaun. JJ's looked really good in camp from what I've heard. We've heard that before. Um... Give him the benefit. Come on. Let, let him let him prove it on, on the field. Come on. Nothing matters. Um, who else? Oh, Quez Watkins, John Hightower, those two those two guys might get an opportunity. Uh Greg Ward will be in the slot, most likely. And uh yeah. So I'm looking forward to it, man. It's only uh about two weeks away. Who's the next injury? Uh, who knows? But they'll probably drop like flies. It happens every year. Yeah, it does. It really, it just does. It happens every single year. There's nothing that we can do about it no, either. No. Do we just suffer every single year? I mean, we hired all new personnel too. Like we all hired all new team doctors and stuff. I don't know. We, we're just cursed. There's nothing else to it. Yet Carson Wentz still took us to the playoffs last year. Yeah, he did. And then he got destroyed. And then he got hurt. Yeah. It was a cheap shot, though. It was. It was. It was. It was. Can't tell me otherwise. But it it was definitely... Um... The guy who hit him is still a free agent, by the way. Yeah, he hasn't signed anywhere yet. No, Jeez. he hasn't. That'd be funny if we got him. <sighs> Probably won't, though. 
Yeah, no, we'll, we'll get him and we'll get, get injured. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's true. I, I have no idea what we did. Whoever, let's say theoretically there are football gods. Maybe someone made a deal with the devil and was like, hey, the devil's like, all right, hey, we'll let you win the Super Bowl, but for the next 10 years, half your team's going to get injured every year. I think that's probably what happened. Oh, dude, I don't want that. No. I mean, <laughs> I don't need that energy in my life. Well, because uh, the devil probably likes the pain that most of us are going through every yep. single week, watching yep. people just go down like flies. Yep. And that person reveled in a Super Bowl victory and is suffering just like we are at this yep, point. Indeed. indeed. And doesn't have a soul. Yeah, the devil. Because that's. I mean, the devil needs that. So. Damn it. Well. I guess another year not at seven. Stop. <laughs> Dude, we we drafted so many offensive weapons this year. Yeah. I, I'm hoping Hightower and Watkins can actually get an opportunity. Yeah, they I, should. And look, I, I'm not a J.J. Ortega-Whiteside hater. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. The dude just hasn't done anything. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, he didn't have... He Listen, he was not what we expected him to be. Uh, but, I mean, again, like I said, he had limited opportunities. I think he looked pretty decent when he did get the ball. Now he only got to call the ball ten times. But, again, it was limited opportunities. And with Alshon Jeffrey being hurt now, Jalen Rager being hurt now, he should be one of the outside receivers in week one. So, we'll see what he does. I mean, everything I've heard, he looks terrific in camp. Um, you know, he, in the beginning of training camp, he came out and said that he – Played bad, and um, you know he told the coaches, and they're like, "Listen, just you know, step up." And uh, all signs point to him doing that now. So um, again, it's only it's only training camp. We haven't seen him in a game yet, but uh, I'm intrigued, and uh, I still like JJ. So we'll see what he does. And um, again, like like we said, the the young guys should get opportunities with uh, with these injuries. So. Um, you know, a lot of people may may have not liked the picks at the time, but it's only going to help us now that you know two of our top guys are out. So already, already, um, without playing a game yet. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that sh- that should be interesting to watch. And uh, yeah, well, I, look, I I hope that he performs well. Yeah. And here goes how you can tell that I'm not a hater of his. When I hated Nelson Aguilar back before mm. he had his redemption year, mm. how many how how poorly did I speak of that man? Mm. Do I? I don't Who speak. I don't speak anywhere near as poorly of J.J. Ortega Whiteside. Yeah, I did of Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, and then he had his redemption. Did J.J. actually caught the ball? Nelson Aguilar didn't. Right, right. Well, yeah, but then Aguilar decides to catch the ball in a Super Bowl run and then yeah. drop everything else after that right, too. Right, dude, he's done. He let him just rot and rot away in Vegas. Ah, he's got free real estate in my head right now. <laughs> Still angry about that. Yeah. Uh, oh well, let John Gruden deal with him. Yeah, yeah. John Gruden's a nut. He's weird. Yeah, he's a weird dude. He's hilarious, though. Yeah, I'll give him that. Funny dude. Funny dude. Hey, crazy to think that he's making $100 million. Yeah. <laughs> what a contract on his part. Yeah. <laughs> Al Davis was like, you want to move to Vegas? I'll pay you $100 million bucks. He's <laughs> like, see ya, honey. <laughs> yep. He was doing Monday Night Football. He's like, see ya. Peace. But it, I just I can't deal with another injury. Probably going to have to, though. Okay. And now, <laughs> also, 
So I was listening to sports radio. Uh, Miss Anelli was on on my ride home. And they were talking about the possibility of m- potentially moving Lane Johnson to left. That that could be something. I, ne- I didn't really think about that. I don't think they would. Um, I wouldn't be opposed. I wouldn't be opposed either. I mean, he's never played left. I think he played left in college. But he hasn't played left at the pros, so... And see, he's an all... He's a pro bowler. Right, he's a... At that position. He's a pro bowl right tackle. I think he's been an all pro. Uh, yeah, no, he's all pro. He's all pro. Was he an all pro? Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think the Eagles will do that, uh, just because he has been a pro bowler there for so long. Um, but it's something to consider. It is. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a possibility. I mean, yeah. Now, if that isn't the situation... And Jason Peters doesn't end up playing left. Who do you see filling that void? I mean, they had. I mean, I know Matt Pryor has played some, has had some reps at left tackle in practice. Um, yeah, but other than Jason Peters, we haven't had. We don't have anyone on the roster who has played left tackle in an NFL game. So Matt Pryor has played right guard in an NFL game. Um, but that's really it. I mean, we have a lot of a lot of youth in in uh, in that offensive line room. Um, you know, we drafted a couple guys out of Auburn. Um, have a couple undrafted guys in there. Uh, you know, we have Matt Pryor, like I said. Um, so yeah, yeah, who knows? I mean, you know, is is Peters going to refuse to play left tackle if we put him there? Who knows? Um, so we'll have to wait and see. I th- I would I would love to have Peters back at left tackle because he didn't have that bad of a year last year at age thirty seven. Now age thirty eight, so I think he can still get it done. And if you put Pryor at right guard, um, in the limited time he has played right guard, I think he played pretty decently. So that that would be my ideal offensive line: having Peters at left tackle, Sam Olo at left guard, obviously Kelsey at center. Uh, prior at right guard and Johnson at right tackle. So that that would be my, my ideal uh, offensive line. But if they try maybe prior at left tackle and keeping Peters at right guard, uh, that could be a possibility as well. Yeah, uh, see, there's just so many moving parts to a football team. Yeah. Anything can happen. Um, it's a little too early to tell. They haven't made any announcements. The season starts in, what, two weeks two at this weeks point? Um, first game is next Thursday. Yeah, but Chiefs and Texans open up on Thursday night, that was September the, 10th. Is the Eagles' first game on uh, Sunday, Sunday night or no, Sunday? Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. At Washington football team. That's I'm still not yeah, used to that. Yeah, it's going to be something to get used to. <laughs> I hope they find a name. I, I can't call them the football team. Do, I, like, <laughs> I can't. I heard Red Wolves and Red Tails. Yeah. Those are the two that I've been... But both, both of them are both fine. Pretty decent, yeah. yeah I, was, I was like, wow, they actually did... I they, can't believe they actually did. I can't believe they actually are changing the name. I never took Dan Snyder as someone who would change the name. No, of the team. I mean he came out and said he, he was never changing it, but they, I think they probably forced him to. They're like Dan, if you don't change it, we're gonna steal your team away from yeah. you. Be like, okay, here you go. Yeah, yeah you get what you now want. they're investigating him. So yeah, that's a uh, not a good look for the football team at the moment. <laughs> I want to wait for this entire full story to come out. Yeah. I know there's been a couple. P- I'm stories. not saying anything about him. I know. You know. Now, when the truth comes out, right. I will happily tear into him. Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> he's one of our rivals. So, But I want to know everything before yes. that does happen. Yes, can't, be, can't talk premature. You need, the full, you need a full case of ammo yep. 
to go after this man. I need a full, full page synopsis <laughs> on what happened. You need a full clip to unload it. Let's put it yes, that way. Right, that's your guess. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's any more football news that I have to talk about. No, nah, yeah, I'm excited though. It's only two short weeks away, so uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, speaking of saddening news. Mm. Um, there's a lot of that around this city. Oh, uh, yeah, the Sixers don't have a coach. Yeah, there's that. And chances are they're going to hire Ty Lue. Man, that would suck. <laughs> yeah, that, that would blow, like, real bad. Uh, I don't think a lot of people want Ty Lue. Um, I mean, I've heard so many people thrown in there. I've heard Jason Kidd. I don't want him either. I don't want Jason Kidd. I've heard Nate McMillan, who just got fired from Indiana. Um, Wait, what, what does he want? Yeah, nothing. What's Jason Kidd won? Nothing. Without LeBron, what's Ty Lue won? True. Yeah. Um, and if you're going to sit here, maybe Ty Lue's a good coach. I don't know. But if you're going to tell me that LeBron had yeah, nah, most of the things uh, to do with that championship. I mean, we mentioned this last week, but a lot of people said Jay Wright. But again, I just don't see him leaving Villanova. There's Why would he leave that? Yeah, like, I'm biased. I'm perfect scenario. I'm biased, but you're getting paid well. Yeah. Yeah, a whole fan base that loves you to death. Yeah. And you're comfy. Yep. That's it. Yeah, you're sitting pretty right now if you're Jay Wright. But, uh, yeah, I don't think he's even leaving Villanova anytime soon. Also, what did he learn from Beeline? Don't leave college. Yeah, that's right. Because they got him fired from Cleveland real quick. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's been talks of who else is there? Oh, there's other names. I can't remember at the moment. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I can't quite remember. I can look, but yeah, who knows what Elton Brand's gonna do? I mean, I don't expect like because people have been talking and they were like, yeah, like this guy. I just don't see like Elton Brand has never been a guy to listen to the fans for one, and he. I mean, I just feel like he, he's gonna do what he wants to do. So whatever that may be, we just don't know at the moment. But um. Yeah, I, I mean, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a very very interesting off season for the Sixers. Um, personally, I I I want out Horford out of here. <laughs> I mean, probably not the first person to say that, but um, who who would take him? <sighs> you tell me. Maybe who? someone I don't know who who would take that who would All take right. that hundred and seven million dollar here's, here's contract. Here's what Elton Brand needs to do. He needs to find the worst GM in the, in the league. And be like him, and well, besides him, and be like, and be like, listen, have I got a proposition for you? Just make it seem like it's incredible, and hopefully they do it, and you're you're smooth sailing. You know what I mean? I don't know. So Sacramento's GM, it's not gonna happen. (laughs) Sacramento's GM is the next word. Yeah, yeah. Get Buddy healed. That'd be lit. That would be lit. That'd be freaking awesome. We got Buddy healed. Buddy healed hates it there. Like actually who hates it, it. Hate it in Sacramento. Like everyone who's played in Sacramento has ended up hating it and leaving. Actually, I yeah, you're yeah. right. I think I don't think that there's a single player in Sacramento that has been like I want to love I want to love it here and finish my career. I here. mean, they were good in the early 2000s, but they they lost to the Lakers and then fell apart and then fell apart. So it's been uh, yeah, it's been rougher Sacramento, but. It's been rough for us too, so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
True. <laughs> yeah. It has been very tough for us. Uh, very tough. You sit there through the process years thinking, oh, this is all going to pay off. And then what happens, Chip? Nothing paid off. Mm. We didn't win. No, still haven't won. And we, well, Brett Brown. Oh, God. Brett Brown needed to go last year. Before last year. Well, no, I mean, it's hard to kind of go off the rail here, but I'm looking at a report. Mike Brown could be in the mix for the head coach for the Sixers. Um, oh, another Brown. Mike Brown. <laughs> the Sixers like people with the last name Brown. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and the Eagles like people with the first name Jalen, apparently. Yes, correct. Crazy. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my God, I never thought about that. Yeah? Sixers, have, I mean... Was it Larry Brown when they were when they went to the championship? Dude, I don't even know. Is that, is that is that his name, Larry Brown? I think so. And then we have Brett Brown, now possibly Mike Brown. Probably, the, I don't know. We had Doug Collins, remember him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> remember Mo Cheeks? Yes. Oh, dude. Oh, boy. Charles Barkley said to bring home Mo Cheeks. Yeah, Why right. are you smoking? Relax over there. Chuck. I love you, man, but that's no. I can't do it again. I actually like some of Chuck's takes, but not that one. Yeah, I, I like Chuck's takes too. Believe yeah. it or not, even but, though he sounds like an idiot, but he knows what he's talking about. That one wasn't a good take. No, I, no. I can't see Mo Cheeks doing anything here. No, but, I mean we've we've been there, done that already. We we know what Mo Cheeks brings. Not much. He just helps someone sing the national anthem when they forget the lyrics. Yeah, right. That's all that great he did. Great guy. Yeah, personally. See, and like not a great coach though. We said the same thing about Brett Brown. Right. Great, great guy. Great guy. He'd probably take a bullet for his team. Sure. Great. He might take a bullet for me. He doesn't even know me. But is he a great coach? No, no. And I could coach better than Brett Brown. Really? All right, I take that back. But <laughs> no, but like what I'm saying is, did you notice what I said there? I said, is he a great coach? No. He's good. He's just he's just good. Not great. Right. He's good team. enough to get you out of the hole that you're in, yep. if you're in that rebuilding phase. Indeed. But he's not great enough to win a championship. No question. And when you know when we had our, our interview with Brian a couple weeks ago, mm. he talked about this perfectly. He said he committed career suicide coming here. Yeah. With how bad of a record he has. Absolutely. He's never going to win anything. No. Yeah, he did. He really he 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 took a huge leap, and yeah, with that record, I don't see him. I mean, he's going to be a good assistant coach probably for the remainder of his career, but I don't see him getting another head coaching job. Um, but that's another thing with too. That record. Speaking of assistant coaches, people bring up the name Becky Hammond. Yep. Okay, she's probably great, but I don't want another first time coach. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I, I do not want another first time coach. Yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, listen, I've heard Kenny Atkinson. Maybe I, w- I wouldn't mind Kenny Atkinson. They kind of just like pushed him to the side in Brooklyn. Basically, Kyrie didn't really want him anymore, um, so he kind of, he, I think he was a pretty good coach. Um, there's been talks of, um, like I said, like we said, Jason Kidd. Um, Boo. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not a fan of that. John Lucas, maybe. Mm. Um, I didn't even think about him. Yeah. Who was who is the interim coach for the for the Nets now? I think, but they're probably not going to keep him. So yeah, it's going to be like we said. It's going to be a very very interesting uh, off season. Uh, I guess my front runner right now for would be Kenny Atkinson. Um, I would that would be fine. I'd be fine with that. But 
There's been a lot of talk about Ty Lue, man, and I'm not a fan of it. You know, I, I will give one take, and feel free to disagree with me here because it might be a bad one. Although Ty Lue hasn't won anything without LeBron, LeBron is a player with a huge personality. I mean, un, unworldly personality. He is the face of the NBA still in his mid-30s. Yeah, I agree. With Joel Embiid having that big of a personality, do you think that it would help having Ty Lue around, kind of reel him in and show him that you have to play the game to explo- not exploit, but um, show off that personality? You can't just be like that all the time and not win. It's not a bad thought. I disagree because they're two very different players. I think LeBron, no matter who the coach is, would still play. Well. I'm not comparing Joel to LeBron. No, That's no, not no. what I'm doing here. Yeah, I and I, I don't. No, to answer your question, I don't think that would be the case. I mean, yeah, he would say that, but it, it wouldn't be there. Like it wouldn't be the same result because I think I think Embiid needs a coach. Like LeBron doesn't need a coach to succeed. Embiid needs someone to tell him not to eat Chick Fil A right. seven he days a week. He needs someone in his ear. You know, he need, he needs that that leader that that um, that leader figure. In uh, in his career, for me personally, I mean, he needs a leader, not a friend. Yeah, and, and I think Ben Simmons does as well. Um, th- those two guys, I mean, it, well, the whole who, Jim, the whole Jimmy Butler saga proved that they don't right. like having a leader in the room. Well, no, no, it's it's not. I mean, that's I don't think that's what it was because it's I don't think it was. I don't, I don't think that was all a hundred percent. But they do. They really need that because that's when they played their best. I mean, they may have not liked it, but that's when they played their best. Um, so whoever the, whoever the coach is, I want them to come in right away and talk to those two guys immediately and set things straight. That's what I want to happen. Ben, you're shooting the ball. Joel, eat healthier. <laughs> and go down to the block. And you're not, you're not in the high key anymore. You're top of the key anymore. Occasionally is fine. Yes, right. Not every single play. Right. It's a hundred percent right. He, he needs to be primarily on the block and Ben needs to shoot more. Now, if, if he goes to the point and there's no one blocking him, no one in his way at all, I take the shot. I don't care. Right. But that's not where you belong on the court. That's not you what your position taking, is. You should be taking ten threes a game. Yeah, you should be even taking like seven threes a game. You should be taking maybe because he dominates the inside. Like he's a good shooter, but he's he's I mean, he's he's the best center in the league when he's down low. I mean, he, there's no there's no if ands or buts about it. But this year, another thing that Embiid's really shown is that when he's driving the lane. He just doesn't pay attention to the other side of where he's driving yeah, he from, needs... and he gets the ball stolen from him every time. Well, that's the thing. I mean, th- th- they need to do a better job. Turnovers. Well, yeah, but that's been the case for how many years now? He needs to do a better job personally of being aware of his surroundings, and the team needs to do a better job of spacing the floor and not let- letting him get double teamed. Mm-hmm. Because they would just, you know, the guy would just go right to him, poke the ball away, and that's it. That's a turnover. So, it, it was just, yeah. So, whoever the coach is, I just want them to do that. And, uh, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully they can they can bring something with them. Oh, God. <laughs> but who knows? Who knows what else, Brand, what, what route he's going to go. Okay. Let, let's move on here. And let's shift the lines. And uh, 
Let's let's get into our flyer segment for the love of God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it doesn't get much better from here, though. I'm just gonna say that. All right. Uh, we have our interview with Keith Walsh coming up from Branded Sports and the Ginger Thread Podcast. Uh, this interview is brought to you by Manscaped. It's get 20% off and free shipping with code PHL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code PHL. Your balls will thank you. And to our interview. All right, now we welcome on Walsh from the Branded Sports and Ginger Thread Podcast to talk some flyers and Philly sports. Welcome on, Walsh. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. Anytime. Uh, you know, we've uh, suffered a little bit this week, going down 3-1 to one to the Islanders. Uh, overall, what do you think is the main component to our just terrible play? Uh, I think the Islanders are just a good team. Um, they're playing their game to their strengths right now, and you know, we're not. We're struggling to get there. Uh, I think the last two games have been tough. We've we've shown a lot of bright spots, and I think with stuff that we can build off of, um, but uh, you just almost think it might be a little bit too late at this point. Second period yesterday, um, they, they looked good. If they could have got maybe one more goal, I think we're having a different conversation today. It seemed like after the Couturier goal, they seemed to pick up their game, at least for the last seven minutes of the period. Uh, but it just seems to die off. Uh, for a team that made it so far, for a team that succeeded against the best in the league in the round robin, what happened? Is it just the first line not performing? or? No, I mean, hockey's not a one-line sport. I mean, obviously, you would love to have your top guys going. Um I think the last game was the best game that the top line has played. Uh, I think it's probably since the bubble completely started. So it's coming. And like I said, I, I think they're going to, they're going to figure it out. Um, but I, I think the biggest issue has just been turnovers in our, in our own ends. Can't get our pucks out of our own zone and it's killing us. The Islanders, our team, you can't do that with, um, Part of me thinks it goes back a little bit to the Montreal series. Uh, I think the Flyers as a team and whole kind of thought they would roll through that series. Um, they didn't. It was a lot harder than it needed to be. And I think that kind of creeped into their heads a little bit. Like the, the confidence that we had going into that series was at an all-time high. And now I just feel like we're trying to get back to that point. I just don't think we're as confident. I think our, it's showing in our game. Well, you mentioned going back to the round robin. I mean, you know, after the round robin, you know, like you said, we our confidence was an all time high. But now, you know, we've we've been through two series almost. Do, like, do you as of right now, do you think this t- is a team that can compete for a Stanley Cup? I do. Yeah. Um, like I said, they've they've ran into a, a very good Islanders team. I mean, there's no ifs or ends or buts about it. it the, they're a very good team who's at the top of their game right now. They beat the Washington Capitals in five games. They beat the Florida Panthers in five games. So they've got all the confidence in the world. they got a great coach. Um, the Flyers just have to figure out how to uh, get by them here. And, uh, I mean, I know it's tough right now. They're down 3-1, but they just need a spark. And I think there's a lot of positives that you can build off of from the last two games, even though we didn't win. Um, I think our play has been significantly better in certain parts of the game. Um, they just need to put it together for a full 60 minutes. And now, when we were going into game four, I thought it was a little odd to start Brian Elliott. 
do you think that Brian Elliott was did he play well in your eyes? And do you think that it was a bad move to bench Carter Hart for that game? Uh, no, I never. Obviously, you want to have Carter Hart in there, um, but I can completely understand why he wasn't. Um, and I don't think Elliott played bad at all. I think he had a pretty solid game. Um, the goals that they scored weren't his fault. I mean, the one was a two-on-one that they. I mean, he had no shot on. Um, and the other one, the Pajot breakaway goal, it just somehow squeaked by him. But, I mean, if it wasn't for him, that game could have gotten out of hand earlier. Um, so I, I don't. I didn't have a problem with it. Like I said, obviously you would want to have Carter Hart in there, but second night of a back-to-back when your team didn't play all that well the night before, um, I, I didn't have a problem with it. And now it, with those two-on-ones and that breakaway, um, I noticed that Matt Niskanen kind of just seemed like he was caught off guard. Is this something that's been a trend with him throughout the playoffs? Yeah, he's struggled throughout these playoffs, and that's not what you want to see. That's not why you brought in a guy like him. You bring in these veteran-type players so they don't have that type of issues um, come playoff time. I think he's gotten a little too aggressive at trying to pinch in at the wrong times, um, and it's come back to kind of hurt him here. And when you're looking at a player like a Matt Barzell going out there, and just keeping the puck away from every single flyer, going up and down the ice, back and forth. Where can we improve to prevent him from being able to just wander into our zone and center the puck every single time? Well, I at the same time, I think they, they've gotten better at containing him. Um, you want to keep him to the outside, and I think they did a very good job of that yesterday. Obviously, it's annoying when he's just skating around with the puck. No one wants to, to watch that. You know, you want your team to to pay attention there, but um, honestly, I think they've done better, and like I said, I mean, there's not much you can really do when a guy is that talented and can control the puck like that, because if you, if you go to double team him, he's just going to send a pass to the, the open guy, I mean, he's got great vision, he's a great player overall, and he's going to make you pay regardless, you just have to figure out ways to contain him, and that's by you know keeping him to the outside and limiting his chances. So, when we're looking at the team in general, and we see how sometimes they go out there and they seem like they're playing lethargic, is there is this just something that the Flyers are still known for, or is there something that they can do? Is there something that Elaine Vigneault can improve upon by changing the game plan up a little bit? What are you seeing that can really help this team actually take this to seven? Um, I think before, like in years past with Hackstall, you know, they were a boring team that didn't come ready to play. And I think that was just mainly because he lost the team. You know, when you lose a team, the guys aren't going to get up to play for you. Um, I don't, that's not the case here. Uh, AV has this team and, and they respond to him pretty well. Um, I actually, I really love what he did today when he, he called out the, the superstars. They had a good game yesterday. Um, they, they played probably their best game they had in a long time. And AV still came out and said, listen, these veteran players that have been here for a while, they need to change their legacy and starts tomorrow in, in game five. If they want to be known as a team that, you know, just doesn't show up to play, then that's what it's going to be if they don't come up to play tomorrow. So when we're looking at Drew, for example, do you think that he's just lost the gas? Do you think he's aging and it's showing at this point, or is he just scared to shoot? No, I just think it has – I think he gets in his own head a little bit at times. Um, you know, 
he's Drew's never been a goal scorer. That's never been his type of play. And I think a lot of people overlook that. Um, he's a playmaker first. He's always trying to set up his teammates, and that's what he does best. And yeah, obviously, you know, you want him to shoot, um, but that's just not his style of play. We have other guys that are are sh- that should be doing better at that. Guys like JBR, who's very underperformed since he's come back here. Um, I would like to see Konechny shoot a little bit more as well. Um, Voracek, he should be a guy that should just be firing the bucks on net. But when it comes to Drew, I mean, it's just... I think he's unfairly criticized to an extent where he people want him to be you know, a, a 40 goal scorer and they want him to put up all these numbers and goals in the playoffs. And that's just, that's not who he is. Yes. He has that capability, but it's just not his game. I, the only thing that frustrates me about Claude Giroux, sometimes he tries to help his players a little bit too much. When he has a wide open lane to the net, he should be taking that shot. And sometimes it feels like he's getting a little too fancy. Uh, maybe that's just my observation, but do you have any take on that? No, I mean, you definitely do see that sometimes where he tries to force passes, so I, I can understand the frustration there. Um, last night, though, I think, like I said, he played his best game of this series, and he was sh- more inclined to shooting. Um, he had one chance that he... It was a great wrist shot. Um, he had the corner picked, but Grice just made a better save. And then he had another chance where he was falling down, and if he could just could have just lifted the puck a little bit higher, where you know he scores a goal there. So... I think you're looking at it with, you've got a team in the Islanders that's full of confidence right now. They're up 3-1, so they should be. But at the same time, there's a, the Flyers have a very good chance at turning this. And I'm not going to say they're going to come back to win the series. But tomorrow night's game, game five, they have a very good chance to make this a more interesting series. In the end, we want to see a seven-game series. We, we have to see a seven-game series for the Flyers to have any chance. Um, but a lot of the thing, in my opinion, from what I've seen in the past with the Flyers under Dave Haxtell to now is such a drastic improvement. And I'm happy we've made it this far in the playoffs just as a testament to what this team actually can do. But as you said earlier, I believe they can go further than just here. The sky's the limit for this team. Do you think that there's any piece of this team that just isn't working, that isn't just cohesive with the rest of the group? Um, not really. I mean, I just think right now they're not playing their team game as well as they, they had been. Um, honestly, I think the biggest issue is the lack of confidence. It just something seems off. This team had a swagger throughout the entire season where they were, when they were playing, they were dominating teams. They had it in the round robin, and then you had the Montreal series, and it since then has kind of disappeared. Um, I think if they can somehow get that back, I don't know what it's going to take. It may not happen now. Series could be over. But if they can get back to the confidence that they had coming into this round robin playoff and then you know where they were before the season paused, they, they have a realistic chance of coming back. Do you think that, one, if he's ready to play, Oscar Lindblom playing on the ice would raise the team's morale to get that swagger back? Absolutely. Um, I've already tweeted out my bold predictions for, for the game tomorrow. 
I have three of them. One of them is that Oscar Lindblom plays. Uh, I don't know. There's something inside me that's just telling me that he's going to be in the lineup tomorrow. And I'm not expecting him to play a full game. I'm not expecting him to play his normal minutes. I would expect maybe you'll see him out there 10 minutes, 12 minutes max. Um, and I think it would be a huge boost. And I look at it this way. If he goes out there, he's in the lineup, he gives a couple shifts, whatever, that'll do wonders for this team. Just to see him out there. Um, you thought maybe it would do something last night with him in warm-ups, but it did. They, they played okay, just didn't get the results. Um, but him being in the lineup, I think there is a very realistic chance that it, we can see him in the lineup. Now, if you do see him in the lineup tomorrow, who who would you see them, uh, who or who would you see him replacing? Well, that's the, that's the question, because, I mean, there's a few guys. Raffles hurt, so he's not going to be in the lineup, most likely. Um... Uh, honestly, I'd be okay with them taking Farabee out of the lineup. I like the kid, but he just hasn't shown enough in these playoffs. Um, I liked Van Riemsdyk's game last night, so I'm okay with him staying in. So if I had to pick, I would say probably um, Knack or or Farabee would come out. But I, I would like to see, if Limblom is somehow in, I would like to see him on a line with guys like Thompson and Pitlick, because you're not going to put him on a top line right away. You're, you're not going to throw the guy right into the fire like that because there's no he hasn't played since December. Um, but if you can get him on that fourth line, Pitlick's been all over the ice. Thompson's a good face-off guy. He's also a physical presence. You put Limblom on that line for a couple of shifts, see what he can do when he gets out there. Like I said, if he is in the lineup, you're not going to see him play all that much. So, on the cha- on the off chance that he were to score, I am a hundred percent certain this team would be crazy out there. I just absolutely. <laughs> if if he if he comes back and he's playing tomorrow and the Flyers win tomorrow, uh, this series is going seven games at least. He just makes that much of a factor, you know. They've been playing for Oscar all year long. Uh, you know, it, in my mind, I thought, you know, maybe that was the motivation that was giving them, as you said earlier, that swagger that really made them look like the dominant team on the ice. They murdered the round robin. Montreal scared me a little bit. Maybe this is the little bit, little jolt of energy they need to really get their game back to the tip-top shape. Yeah, and I, I firmly believe that if they can somehow come back from, from this 3-1 deficit, um, they have a very, very real chance of going on to win the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I agree, if they I come agree. back from this, the confidence that they'll have, with, and especially with Limblom being in the lineup, like it, this, that would do wonders for this team, and it, it, it's a story that almost writes itself. Yeah, I mean, and you mentioned the confidence, like you know, I, I and I want to talk about, I just want to talk about the defense really quick. Um. You know, we saw in the round robin how, how good they were defensively. And, you know, ever since they started the series with uh, the Islanders, you know, you've seen stretches where they play, they're in they're in the Flyers' zone a lot. And, you know, it, what, what do they have to do differently defensively in order to, you know, to win the series? Well, the Islanders are just, they're a really good forechecking team, so it just starts with getting pucks out of your own end, and uh, they have not done a good job of doing that. 
They've had a lot of turnovers in their own end, and it just starts. Your forwards got to get to the boards. Your defense has to get pucks up the boards or just out. And it's just that simple. You can't get too cute against this team, and I think they've been trying to do that too much, and it's come back to burn them. Yeah, that's really it. Uh, I, I think that really covers everything in the series so far. Um, on the off chance that they do win, and they come back from this 3-1 deficit, you're looking at Tampa or Boston most likely, correct? Correct. Do you think that those two teams would decimate us, or do we have a solid shot against them at this uh, point? I think if we win this series, this would be the this would be the toughest series that we're that we're in. Um, yes, Tampa is a powerhouse. Uh, Vasilevsky's in net, and they've looked good against Boston, but I, winning this series would do wonders and, and i don't know that they would beat tampa um but it would definitely be an interesting series for sure uh boston on the other hand i i would uh, honestly be i'd rather play them um they got a backup goalie in net they haven't looked like they've gotten their game going at all um since really the start of the bubble um so i'd much rather play them um, than tampa but you know we got to somehow fight back and get back into this series before we can even consider any of that. Yeah, uh, that's a fair point. I mean, I've, I've been disappointed for a good majority of this series, and hopefully that turns around. Um, I don't really have any more questions. Do you, Chip? Nope. Well, Walsh, this is your time. You get you get a couple seconds to talk about your pod and your website and a little bit about yourself. Yeah, just uh, make sure you follow Ginger Thread on Twitter, at Ginger underscore Thread. Uh, working for branded sports right now follow them on twitter at branded underscore sports check out the website at the branded sports.com um put out some blogs we're actually in the middle of a blog off right now so do me a favor and go click on some of my blogs help my team win that um and yeah this thursday we got a new uh, episode of ginger thread coming out every thursday like them on twitter follow them on twitter and share that ginger thread thanks for coming on keith we appreciate it Thanks for having me, guys. Take it easy. Take care. See ya. And we want to thank Walsh for coming on and doing that uh, terrific interview. Again, check him out at uh, Branded Sports and Ginger Thread Podcast. Um, does great stuff. Has awesome guests over there. So, yeah, make sure to check him out. That was a really great interview. Really went over the flyers and the disappointments we've seen, what can improve, and what really needs to get it going. Uh, we know this team has a spark. We know they can get it going. It's just a matter of we haven't seen it yeah. in so long. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to be sad. But <laughs> <laughs> the next game is tomorrow, which is September 1st. And if there's one thing that I've learned from this year, it's that every month it grants me a new reason for despair. Mm. And I really hope tomorrow's not that day. That's it. Yeah. And speaking of despair, mm. the Phillies. <laughs> Let's walk it off. Yeah, they made a trade. David Phelps acquired from Milwaukee for three players to be named later, which means they're probably garbage. But David Phelps has a 2.77 ERA. Yes. so Which is pretty hot. Big move. Um, they made a lot of moves to the bullpen, obviously already acquiring Heath Hembree and Brandon Workman from Boston uh, a couple weeks ago. And David Hale from New York, also a couple weeks ago. So uh, they made it apparent that they wanted to change the majority of the bullpen, which they did. 
because it looks a whole lot different from the opening day. So, um, well, you see, Matt Clentac can't even say he listened to the fans on this one because the numbers actually proved that that was historically the worst bullpen yes. in baseball history. Right. You, you can't ignore historic stats like that. Um, but recently they have been, I guess, I mean, they've been better, but they still haven't been great. Um, you know, we, we've, we won five straight and then we lost to Atlanta last night in a wild game. Uh, I think we're winning at the I moment. thought they were going to come back. I thought they were too. It's um, 6-2 right now. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, again, the lineup looks really, really good. I mean, um, they're averaging over five and a half points per game. Uh, which is third in the majors behind Dodgers and, and the Padres. Um, so the the lineup is producing. It's just the pitching we all know has been has been very poor. Um, Someone I crapped on earlier this year that has really heated up, Reese Hoskins. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he he's been very hot as of late, and he's still walking too. Yeah, he's hitting and he's walking. Yeah, so uh, that's been good. Uh, you know, we you know we mentioned a couple weeks ago that Bryce Harper and JT were, were the ones hitting, but now it's really it's been everyone else. I mean, Andrew McCutcheon has has come back from hitting like one fifty. Um, he he's he's starting to hit better. Didi's been hitting good all year. Uh, Gene Segura's uh, starting to come around. Kingery's still not doing anything. He's he just got put on the IL by the way. Um, Jay Bruce had, had just came back tonight and hit a home run actually. So he was playing right field too. Um, yeah. So. Um, the, the lineup is, is playing well. They brought, like we said, they brought about Boom like a month ago now, um, or a couple weeks ago now. But he's been he's been hitting really well. Um, so the lineup has been playing really really well. Um, it's just been the pitching. So um, we'll see. Uh, they made some moves, like we said, to the bullpen, and uh, it's it's uh, it's <laughs> almost every pitcher in the bullpen has changed uh, since opening day. So hopefully that that makes a difference and. Uh, Hopefully Nolan Wheeler continue to pitch well. Ariadne got rocked last night. Yeah, he did get rocked. Wheeler, though, that's a surprise to me. He's been killing it this year. Nolan and Wheeler have been both been really, really good. Vince Um, Velasquez got demoted. Yes. um, Well, to the bullpen. Even Eflin's been pretty decent. Solid. Um, He's been solid. solid. He's nothing special, but he's been solid. Um, Ariadne's been up and down. Um, His whole tenure with the Phillies has been up and down. Yeah, and... uh, you know, even though Spencer Howard hasn't been great, I'm glad that they're they're still they're sticking with him. Um, he'll get experience from yeah, this. That, that's and, what it's good for. Yeah, I think he'll be better. Um, I think he's pitching actually tonight. He's only given up two runs so far. Um, well, he'll see what's working, what isn't. Right. Yeah, I mean, he has great stuff. So I think eventually he'll he'll catch on. Um, so yeah, hopefully they, they the pitchers continue to the starting rotation at least continues to pitch. Well, I know the top two guys will continue, but you know it's it's the bottom three that need to uh, you know to pick it up a little bit, and then hopefully you know with these additions, the bullpen can can find their footing. Um, well, Spencer Howard actually went five innings tonight, five hits and two earned runs and two walks. That's not that's not too bad. Four Ks, all right. You know you, you would like to see the Ks up a little bit uh, just because of of his stuff and uh, yeah, I mean hopefully you know they continue with him and. Um, like we said, the bull, the bullpen just needs to, to, to step it up. I Hoskins guess. homer tonight too. Yeah, he did. So I think it's like three straight for him. So that's good. That's, that's a that's a bright that's a bright spot. I really think with Hoskins, it was all mental. I, I don't, agree. I don't know what it was. I but agree. I mean, he goes on streaks though. I, the thing I'm worried about is, you know, he he falls off again. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully it doesn't happen. But hopefully, he can keep this up for the remainder of the season. Now, there's only 
I think this is their 30th game they're playing right now, actually. So we're, ha- season already, we're wow. halfway through already. So um, hopefully he can continue this. And, you know, if we're lucky enough to make the playoffs, he can continue into then into the playoffs as well. So, yeah, Hoskins is very is uh, looking very good right now. But he's streaky. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little worried if he can keep it up. Ooh, we got some uh, breaking news for this one. The NFL is taking over the Washington probe for the Washington football team. Do you think that that's our ammunition? No, not yet. Okay. okay. They're just investigating, I think. Oh, man. But it doesn't look good right now. <laughs> oh, man. If the NFL isn't taking over, then that doesn't look good. But I want to I want to wait and s- to see what they say. But, yeah, go back to the Phillies. Okay. <laughs> um I, yeah, I mean, I thought I thought maybe they could use another starting pitcher uh, at the deadline. I still I still want a lefty in our in our rotation, but for some reason, Clintac just refused to get one. Who who is there to get right now? Could have got Robbie Ray. He went to Toronto. He's a lefty. Hmm. Who knows? Anyway, uh, but yeah, if the if the rotation can be consistent, and if the bullpen can. Get out of this dumpster fire. Not suck. They, not suck, yeah. Um, we'll be fine, because the lineup is producing. So, that's 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 the breakdown right now. Oh, man. I mean, it's weird, because like, we're winning games, but like last night we lost 12 to 10. Anytime you score 10 runs, you should win, but of course, the Phillies didn't last night. Oh, they, so. came, ba- they came back from a 10-run deficit. Right, and giving up 10 runs in an inning isn't the best either, so, you know. But they did fight back, so I'll give them that. But just wasn't quite enough. Well, they're getting there. I guess. JT's still not signed. No, he's not. It's not going to happen. It's not. He's going to be a free agent. Oh, dude. Well, he had a good run with the Phillies, I guess. All right. <laughs> it's a little too early. But We're halfway through already. That's crazy. Dude, I didn't think it was already. I didn't think it was already mid-season. Yep, this is our 30th game we're playing right now. See, now I feel like this season is really going to turn the tides of the future of baseball. From what I understand, like, I know ratings are down. Baseball's my favorite sport. I love it to death. I, I grew up playing it, and I guess that's that sentimental value that it adds to me. Um, but there are some things from this season that I think are going to stay. One, I think the season's going to be shortened, not not to sixty games every year, but to probably one hundred and twenty. Two, I love the seven inning doubleheaders. Wow. Okay. I think that those are the only acceptable times where you can shorten a game. That not only helps save the players from getting injured, gives them four extra innings off, but it's so much easier to fit those games in. Yeah. Let's say it's raining at one, but not at four. In two seven-inning doubleheaders, you can get those games in. Yeah, sure. Two nine-innings, you're screwed. Yeah, you got to do another one later down the line. Another rule, I mean, I, another rule they're going to keep is the the H and the NL. Well, yeah. So I actually think that's great. That's great too. I just I kind of disagree with the the shortening of the season. I think they'll keep one sixty-two. Um, but they could keep the doubleheader. I mean, because in a regular season there isn't many doubleheaders anyway, so they might as well keep that rule. Um, but yeah, I agree. I agree with the last two. I don't. I don't agree with the first one because I, I think they'll keep the one sixty two. 
I just have I just have a feeling. So the main purpose of everything is to really get baseball to be an exciting game again. Yeah. And I think the shortness of this season is what's keeping the eyes on baseball. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think another thing too is it's just it's the only thing. I mean, not at the moment, but it's it's like we. we the only thing consistently we, on. We were we we went so long without it, and people were just like, "Oh, it's finally back!" So we had to watch it now. I think that's the main reason as well. Um, so I think that's why a lot of people are actually watching it now. So, you know, when everything hopefully gets back to normal, uh, I think they'll just keep it the way that is. Yeah, for me at least. With baseball too, there's an awful lot of people that I talk to, where they hate watching it on television, but love the experience of the ballpark. It, I don't, Honestly, it, it's not much different. I it, mean, but is but is that something that's unique to baseball? Where you can bring a couple of your buddies who don't even care for baseball to the ballpark and have a day. Well, yeah, I mean, you can do that, and that's all way all well and good. But just, I mean, if you're if you're there to watch the game, it's not much different, in my opinion. I mean, you're sitting in the heat. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you're sitting with people, you know, thousands of people around you, you know, just crammed. You know, up in there. I like outfield seats, and if you're sitting in right field while it's still sunny outside, you're getting cooked. Like if you like if you're going to the ballpark to get to go like hang with friends, you know, maybe drink a couple beers, you know, and and watch the game. That's that great. That that's that's still fun in my opinion. But just going to what like if you're if you have seats like just to watch it, it I mean it's not much different. So I mean, I, and I still love watching it on TV. I think it's I think it's entertaining. A lot of people don't, but I think it's still great. I love baseball, especially playoff baseball. It's freaking great. Um, you know what I'm going to miss about playoff baseball this year? No matter what game I'm watching, yeah. if the home team hits a home run, I know. that roar is unlike any other roar. Well, same thing with basketball. I mean, we saw it when Luka Doncic hit that game winning three. I mean, he hit the three, and then Mike Green went bang, and then it was just like, yeah, he double banged. He double banged. Oh, double banged. He double banged. But yeah, I mean, we've seen that, you know, so far. I mean, I haven't really noticed it much with hockey because I feel like, I mean, you would like, especially if it was in Philadelphia, you definitely hear the noise. But um, I think Phil, I think the I think hockey uh, has been least affected by the fans, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, especially when it cut like when when it gets to playoffs, you, you, there's going to be a difference. Especially in baseball. But who's going to be in any of the stadiums to boo the players when they do terrible job? Yeah. Who's going who's gonna to be there to let them know that we're disappointed? We'll just tag them on Twitter. Like, hey, you suck. Virtual boos. Yeah. My God. Like, like, hey, at Bryce Harper, you suck. I would never say that, but... Yeah, you can't say that. <laughs> All right, fine. Hey, at Scott Kingery, because who has been sucking, you suck. Can't do that. Why not? He's hitting 127. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He's really struggling. He's real bad. Is this a pity IL? (laughs) I don't know. From the report, it said back spasms, so who knows. Well, if he's been suffering through back spasms all year, that's a contributor, but... There's no way it's been all year, Yeah, I don't think it's been all year. Well, I mean, I like Scotty. I really do, but... I mean, one twenty-seven, man. This was his opportunity to really like, yeah. seal his job permanently. I mean, he had a starting job at second base, and he lost it. Yeah, he did. I mean, they moved Segura over to second, and they put Bowman third. 
It was his opportunity to take, and he... Yeah, Boom is murdering it. Boom's killing it right now. I love Boom. I love him. I'm going to get his jersey. Which which color? Powder blue? Got to be powder blue. Yeah, maybe. Powder blue or classic pinstripe? I don't know. Probably blue, because I have I have JT with the pinstripe already. Which kind of sucks, because he's going to be going next year. Um... <laughs> I don't see many people with gray jerseys. Just the white one. No, I used to have. I used to have a. Uh, I had a Shane Victorino gray one, and then, I, and then I had a Chase Utley striped one. They obviously don't fit anymore because I was <laughs> ten years old when I got those. And now I'm ginormous. So. Um, oh God. But yeah, I have JT right now, and he's gonna be gone next year. So we yeah. gotta run Matt Clintech out of town. Yeah. There's nothing we can do. McPhail's got to go, too. Yeah. Got to be 100% honest, I thought he was already gone. It was my own negligence. No, he's still there. He's got to go, too. The only reason we have Bryce Harper is because of John Middleton, who I, who I, who I don't like e- either, by the way. But that's the only reason we have Bryce Harper. Yeah, but see, if it was just Klintak, we wouldn't have got him. I also think that John Middleton also knows that if Matt Klintak doesn't do anything this year or make the playoffs, I'm pretty sure he's, he's out of town. Yeah, he's yeah, done. yeah. That's why I don't hate John Middleton because if like I don't hate him as much as Clemtack, but I'm not a huge fan of Middleton. No, but Middleton will give you your opportunity, and if you screw him, you're out. Right. Uh, unlike the Sixers, the Phillies do fire. Well, Colangelo only got fired because of the whole burner account thing. Right. You tell me. You're telling me if that didn't happen, he 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 wouldn't still be here right now. Depending on the moves that he made in the future, yeah. Probably would have still been... Probably still would have been here, still yeah. Still would have been here, yeah. Probably still would have had faults, too. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> All right. And maybe we had Jimmy Butler. Who knows? Even though he wasn't there... No, he wouldn't have. We, we wouldn't have had Jimmy Butler. Yeah, because he wouldn't have traded for him, probably. Or he wouldn't have traded for Tobias Harris. Man, things would have looked... Things would look a lot different right now. If I don't think... get Brian Colangelo. <laughs> I don't think Colangelo would have signed Al Horford, either. No, he would have. No, you're right. Oh, dude, come on! Yeah? Uh, I mean, hey, I'm... It's true. All right, let's move into the fantasy corner over here. He would have made other questionable moves, though. Probably. Just think of of it like that way. Okay, you're right. All right. Yeah, he would have have made other stupid moves. That that makes my mind kind of at ease. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's move into fantasy. Let's, uh... We just had a draft this weekend, and Chip had the number one overall pick. I did. And he took Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean, who else am I going to take? I was shocked. Stop. You know what I was shocked by? I I feel shocked. That Zeke went second overall. Yeah, I was surprised by that. That was crazy to me. Obviously, Barkley went third, but I think Barkley should have went second. And then Zeke third. That's crazy. Yeah. I like my team, though. I like my team, too. Yeah. I, I, I kept Russell Wilson. I kept Kyler Murray. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I have so many receivers on my team. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I traded my third-round pick for someone's fourth and fifth, which, in my opinion, was a terrible trade on their part. 
Well, I guess. I mean, because they, they traded up for Mahomes, and the guy after him was going to take Mahomes. So, I don't know. If he really wanted Mahomes, I guess he had to do it. But he just gave he gave you more picks. So, And at that point, I already had two running backs. I had Derrick Henry and Josh Jacobs. So I just focused on wide receiver, and I think I got a pretty solid core. And the reason I was so – speaking of this, the reason I was so receiver-heavy, too, was because – I know for a fact that one of my receivers are probably going to be out for the week due to a positive COVID test. Yeah, that's a good point. So there, you can never have too many. I have, what, five wide receivers and four running backs? Yeah. Carry on Johnson in the 14th round. Uh, yeah, I mean, he has DeAndre Swift with him now, but... Who cares? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think it's smart to go run, running back early because there's not that many for sure starters. And then go receiver a little bit later on because there's just so many of them. Who's your second running back? Chris Carson. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. He's just a little injury prone, but if he could stay healthy for a majority of the year, it's yeah. pretty good. Pick. I mean, I think the only issue is fumbles. Yeah. Uh, but if you can clean that up, I'm fine. Plus, I have McCaffrey already, so um, he'll like, get you like forty a week, right? So, yeah. So I like my team. Um, so it should be an interesting year in that league. And then I have a draft coming up on Thursday, and then next Wednesday, right before the league starts. I have a draft sometime this week. I don't know when it is, but I know it's sometime this week uh, in Philadelphia Sports Nation. So shout out to them. My, my Philly Sports Nation draft is on Thursday, so so yeah, we're in different leagues. We're different leagues, yeah. But yeah, we're gonna kind have weird, to. But... I know we're gonna have to help each other smack talk. Yeah. I love Smack Talk, dude. We'll just win both of those leagues and steal their money. That's what, they're going to, that's what we're going to do. So. Yeah, I know. Dude, I, I love stealing people's money in fantasy. It's, it's amazing. It's a great feeling. Dude, when you win in the end and you're just like, uh, yeah, give me your money. Yeah. I'll just give the money. Willingly. Yep. Uh, due to the agreement that you uh, signed at the very beginning of the season, you owe me $50. Uh, that's not what this league is, but... I really wanted to... All my life, I wanted to get into like a really high buy-in league. Like... A five hundred dollar buy in league, crazy. Because I would be more invested in that than most other things in my life. Mm -hmm. I don't even think I'd watch television anymore. <laughs> I would just sit there and read up on fantasy. Yeah, and if someone got hurt, you'd probably end up like crying. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Mm. Let's make it a two hundred dollar buy in league. You would just feel you would just be depressed for a couple hours if they got hurt. Yeah. All right, not bad. With with two hundred, I'd just be like, oh, dude, come on. Yeah. Five hundred, I'd probably sit there like, "Oh my god!" Questioning your life choices. Why did I just spend five hundred dollars to lose this? Yeah. But, I mean, if you're in a ten-team league, you have a ten percent chance of winning, so you don't have a great shot. I mean, you're basically just giving your money away at that point. But eh, you never know; you could win. It's like it's like the lottery, except way better odds. I lost by one point uh, one point five points in a twelve-team league two years ago. That was a that was a fifty dollar buy in. Unfortunate. That sucked. Yeah. There was a there was a streak of three years in a row where I made the championship in at least one of my three leagues that I've been in. Last year was the first one that I didn't. I lost early and all. Not early. No, I, I lost to you to you last year. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I lost to you last Suck year. It. Yeah, you're right. Um. I lost in the second round both 
both of my important leagues and I lost in the first round. Nah. I didn't care about nah. it. <laughs> I beat you. <laughs> Did you win? Moving on. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Uh, next you didn't qu- next win either. Question. We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> Dude, I love how if you use the ESPN Fantasy app, I love how when you lose, it's just like we're on to Cincinnati or just <laughs> something funny at this point. Eagles play Cincinnati week three. How do you think Joe Burrow's going to do? I took him in our draft. I think he'll be pretty decent. I think he will. I think he'll be pretty good. Uh, it might take him a couple weeks to get used to things, but I think he'll be good. I think he's going to be running for his life. Yeah, their offensive line's not great, but uh, if you can get the ball out quick. I mean, he has some decent weapons. You have Joe Mixon in the backfield. Uh, yeah, Mason. but your offensive off line is not not particularly good. So, I, I, I took Joe Burrow in the 12th round <laughs> for a keeper. So, if he does well, I'll have a keeper for next year. If not, well, I'll just figure something out. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Any other fantasy advice? No, like I said, uh, try to prioritize running backs early on. Um, the wide receiver group is so deep. It is. It's very deep. There's a, there's a lot of good receivers out there. Um, and then, uh, yeah. I mean, there's some there's some decent tight ends you can grab later on. I mean, I, I personally have TJ Hawkins, who I, who I really like. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, the, there's some, there is some lower-end tight ends that you could grab. Low-key Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Yeah, Hayden Hurst. Uh, he's our number one in Atlanta. He replaced Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper had a great year last year, so he should be good. With um, Matt Ryan throwing the football, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be. He'll, 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 he should have a decent year. Um you know, a lower-end guy. Maybe Eric Ebron from uh, Pittsburgh. He should be the number one. Jared Cook uh, in New Orleans. Uh, Jonu Smith in Tennessee uh, should be the number one as well. Um, they don't have many weapons other than A.J. Brown there. So A.J. Brown's hurt. Uh, he should be. He should be. I don't know if he's going to be back but by week one. But um, So, yeah, there's a, there's a couple late tight ends for you. Uh, there's more. There is more, so Mike Kosicki from Miami could have a, could have a good year. I'm I'm a little iffy about Kosicki. Yeah, because I mean their quarterback situation we don't know we don't really know yet. So we gotta see how Tua is first, right? Uh, so yeah, and um, if you have a keeper quarterback, you should be set. And if not, other if you don't take Mahomes in the second round or Lamar Jackson for that matter. I would just wait for a quarterback at that point because you can get late. Again, same thing with quarterbacks. You can get quarterbacks late. Uh, in one of my leagues, Carson Wentz didn't even go. In, in the league we just had, Carson Wentz went pretty late. Uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't go till later on. Um, who else? Matt Ryan. Still still a great option for you. Um, you know, there, I mean, there's other, there's other guys too. But uh, So, yeah, there's my tidbits for you. Running back early, take receivers, make sure, I mean, you want to have depth, but um, you, you can't take them later on. Like, you can start taking them maybe third, fourth, fifth round even. So, yeah, it's going to be fun, though. Still have one more draft left, and then uh, the season kicks up in two weeks, and I'm pumped. So you're officially going to be in three leagues, correct? Yes, correct. Okay. That's, that's, I think that's the perfect number. Three leagues is perfect. Yes. Because there's always one that goes to hell. Yes. So there's always one where you suck. And there's always... So for me, personally, there's always one where you suck. And then two other ones you do good in. And then the one league where... Uh, the one league 
you make the playoffs, you lose first round. The other league, you make the championship and then lose. That's my experience. Sometimes you win the championship. On rare occasions, yes. Because I have won in the past, but... Uh, yeah, that's usually how it goes for me. That was pretty accurate. Yeah. Damn. I mean, it happened to me last year. Oh, well. What are you going to do? Lose money. That's what I'm going to do. And at that point, I think we've reached our destination for the day. We thank you for listening to the Bandwagon Podcast. Go on Twitter at PHL the Bandwagon. Uh, follow us, like our tweets. You can DM us. Shoot us an email at phlthebandwagon at gmail.com. Give us suggestions. Tell us you love us. Tell us you hate us. We really don't care. Go to Facebook at PHL the Bandwagon. Go to phlsportsnation.com. Go to the podcast tab. Go to the PHL Bandwagon. You can listen to our stuff on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever podcasts are available. We are most likely there. Um, you know, just tell us how it is, and we'll tell you how it is, too. Uh, we thank uh, Walsh for hopping on for that interview, too, and we thank Manscaped for giving us the support to continue. Thank you so much for hopping on board, and we'll see you at the next stop.